concur. Luke 10, 25 to 37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your strength and with all of your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Praise God. I like how Jesus two times says to this man, go and do likewise. Well, this morning, I want to talk to you about getting in the game. That's, uh, you're probably wondering what these jerseys are doing up here. And I'll explain that in just a moment. But last night during worship, I felt... Uh, God, just speak something to my heart for you as a congregation. Uh, and it is this. God gave me a vision of, of my daughter. Uh, about three weeks, maybe even a month ago, uh, she has training wheels on her bike. And so she's riding along, and we could tell, you know, she's just getting better and getting faster and, and things like that. So I raised the training wheels up. Uh, so, you know, she would be riding along and, and she'd want to take a corner and she would lean in to take the corner, but that training wheel would hit, and bam, and push her to the other side. Well, then now she's cornering like this and almost falling over and sometimes she would spill over. And Heather came to me one, I think it was a Saturday morning. She's like, we got to take those training wheels off. It's time. And we could just tell, you know, because she would ride straight and she, the training wheels wouldn't touch the ground at all. So I went out there and I took the training wheels off. And, um, you know, we tried helping her just briefly in the backyard. And Hannah was like, this isn't working. I'm going out front. Come with me, you know. So, um, so Heather took Hannah out to the front. And she got her on the bike and gave her kind of a little push, ran with her a little bit. And boom, she just took off. And that was it. It's like she just rides down the road, and, and I mean, 
her little, her little feet are just going like this, you know, and just, and she can zip in and out of driveways, and she can make the tight turns to get onto the sidewalk, and I mean, it's like she has no fear at all, and, and to see her ride, she just sits up straight, and the hair is just blowing in the wind, and just that smile, just free and happy to be running down our cul-de-sac, you know, and the word of the Lord for you today is this, if you will take this word that is going to be given this morning and you will begin to apply it to your life, God is going to take the restrictions off. Everything that you've been feeling frustrated about, everything that's been holding you back is not going to hold you back anymore. If you will take this word this morning, begin to apply it to your life, and begin to trust God, He will free you and you will see God do some miraculous things in your heart and in your life. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, let's get into this word today. Getting in the game. Now, these jerseys are very special to me, uh, to Heather and I. They were given to us by some very close friends uh, because we used to get together and watch football games. uh, And as you can tell, these are Bears jerseys. We are a Bears family. Uh, We... We uh, root for the Chicago Bears. We don't miss a game. Uh, We sit down and watch them all, you know, faithfully. It's just what we love to do as a family. Well, these jerseys were given to us with our name on them. And, uh, you know, we are not officially a part of the Chicago Bears, but uh, we are big fans, that's for sure. So Heather and I, we are on the same team in marriage, in life, and as Bears fans. Amen? Well, I'll tell you what, we are on the same team. We are believers in Jesus Christ, and we need to get into the game. See, there's a lot of people that are spectators, and you know what spectators do? They sit back, and they evaluate the game, and they give support, or they tell the players in their own way, what they could have done better or how they should do it, you know? Don't be a spectator. Get in the game. You know, the thing that I like about football is that everybody can be involved. You know, from peewee to backyard games over Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, high school and college, and even powder puff. How many of you ladies have ever played in a powder puff game? Anybody? All right, there you go. It's awesome. Well, one of the things that I want to ask you today, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, dialogue here. What is one of the best things about football, or any sport for that matter? Has anybody got any ideas? Huh? Teamwork, okay. Winning, yeah, huh? Cooperation, all those things. Yes, they're all good. But you know, what, huh? Accountability. Well, yeah, that's good too. But then I think the thing that makes any sport the best is the rules. You're going to go, what in the world are you talking about? The rules give us the parameter to understand the game and how to play the game. 
the rules help us play successfully. The rules define the purpose. The rules will help you do what you need to do to win. Now the rules are in the playbook. And you have to know the playbook, right? All right. So what do you think our playbook is as Christians? It's the Bible, of course. You know, Heather and I, when we got married in 2004, we had nine months to put our wedding together. So back then, I was the youth pastor here, and we had, we had uh, done big Super Bowl parties and everything, so I used to make packets for all my leaders to make it clear what their expectations are. So uh, with our wedding, what I did is I created a package or a packet for everybody that was there, everybody involved, I should say, that had a role in, in that day and even the night before. So what I did is everybody got the same information in this packet. And every, so that way everybody knew exactly what was going to happen Friday night and exactly what was going to happen Saturday on our wedding. So what I did is I put their name on the outside of the packet, and then I highlighted their part within the packet. It was like 10 pages, I think. I don't know. It was something ridiculous. But everybody knew where they were supposed to be and what time they needed to be there and what their role was. Well, the day came for our wedding, and everybody did everything that we wanted them to do and needed them to do to make the day successful. We had no worries. But we put a lot of work and a lot of effort into it, right? Well, I want to tell you, God's word is the roadmap to success for our lives. And I want you to know that the word of God is true and you can trust it. It will help you be successful. It will help you run the race, run this life, and come out ahead and on top. Like I said, God's word is our playbook. You know the playbook? If you think about football, there's 11 players. Uh, on each team that are on the field at each time. Well, if you think about that, there's 11 sets of instructions for every play that happens. And if every person will know their role and run the play according to, to what the playbook says, the team is going to win. They're, they're going to they're gonna score. They're going to they're gonna move down the field. They're going to be successful, right? But if a player decides that they don't want to do that or they want to do their own thing or they don't trust the coach or believe that he has put together good enough plays, things are going to fail. I want to tell you here, now, and today that you can trust 
our God and Savior today for the things that you need each and every day. Well, according to what we read uh, here in Luke, what do you think is our play? It is to love God and to love others, right? I mean, if there's nothing else that we can figure out in this whole life that we live day in and day out, we need to learn how to love. Because the Bible is very clear that if you, you can do all these great things, you can do miracles and you can uh, uh, perform signs and wonders and things like that, but if you don't have love, it means nothing. Right? My question for you is, are you in the game? Are you actually in the game? Do you know your purpose in the game? Are you fulfilling that? Are you executing the plays? Are you listening to the Holy Spirit each and every day? Are you waking up just like Leanne said earlier? She wakes up and she, here I am, God. Are you starting your day with saying, God, I want to give you this day? Or are you in it for your own thing? Man, I got all this work to do. I've got to do this and this and this. And you get up and you're just running from the time that you wake up to the time that you come home and lay your head on the pillow without a thought about God's word or about God. Because if that's the, the, the point of your life, You've got nothing. There's a, uh, a movie clip that I'd like to show you. And uh, it's from a movie called Facing the Giants. And this clip is called The Death Crawl. So let's take a look at it. Funny, dude. <laughs> so, Coach, how strong is Westview this year? A lot stronger than we are. You already written Friday night down as a loss, Brock? Well, not if I know we could beat them. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> what, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. The 50? I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. I get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right. Let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground. Just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go. Show me good effort. That way, Brock. You keep coming. There you go. Good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Good strength. 
That's it, Brock. That's it. Am I the 20 yet? Forget the 20. You give me your best. You keep going. That's it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. Hey, done. Just rest in a second. You gotta keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit till you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Your very best. Your very best. Your very best. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. Don't quit on me. Keep going. Keep driving it. Keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. That's it. Your very best. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Don't quit till you got nothing left. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on, keep going. It hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know I'm, he's heavy. I'm buying out of strength. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. It hurts. I know it hurts. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. Burn. And let it burn. burn. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You promised me your best. You're back. Don't stop. Keep going. It's too hard. It's not too hard. You keep going. Come on, Brock. Give me more. Give me more. Keep going. 20 more steps. 20 more. Keep going, Brock. Give me your best. Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. Brock, you are the most influential player on this team. If you walk around defeated, so will they. Don't tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. You just carried a 140-pound man across this whole field on your arms. Brock, I need you. God's gifted you with the ability of leadership. Don't waste it. Coach? Can I count on you? Yes. Coach? What is it, Jeremy? I wear 160.
if you didn't catch that at the end, he said, Coach, I weigh 160, not 140. So, man, that is powerful. Hmm. Are you giving God your best? Maybe you're going through something right now that you feel is overwhelming and you want to give up. But I want to encourage you, push on. Continue to give God your best. Because just like here, he's just steps away from the goal. And sometimes we just give up too soon. We give up the fight because we feel like we can't take it anymore. But that's where the relationship with the coach comes in. You've got to be in a close relationship with the coach. And who's our coaches? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, right? And whenever you feel like you can't handle it anymore, you press on and you say, God, I need your strength. I need you to help me. Get into God's word. Know the playbook. Give him your best. I want to read here in 1 John 4, 16 through 21. Uh, powerful word. It says, and so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he's a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Mm, powerful word. So we need to love. So it's time for us to make a choice right now in this moment. This is a, a God moment, what I call a God moment, that from this point on, you can choose to never be the same again and to make a decision to give God your best, to not give up, and to continue to push on and push through and to get in the game. Man, I, I, uh, I typed in the word trust uh, in my Bible app, and um, I just want to share a few scriptures with you. Darn it, this thing. There we go. I'm still trying to figure out the thumb thing to unlock it. Um, <laughs> Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Philippians 4.6, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Pray about 
everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Romans 8.28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Luke 16.10, if you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with great responsibilities. Jeremiah 17.7, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. In Psalms 56.3, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Amen? We need to trust God to, first of all, call the shots. And then we need to obey the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you want to give God your best, you need to know how he speaks to you. And you need to to feel the presence, and you need to be led by the Spirit. And obey the Spirit when the Spirit calls. We need to go all in, give God our best every single day. So what's it look like to go all in and to trust God? Well, back into Luke 10, 25 with the Good Samaritan. Good Samaritan. I've always grown up, my parents have always said, find a need and fill it. Find a need and fill it. There are so many needs throughout this world. All we have to do is open up our eyes. And we need God's help. We need to wake up every day and say, all right, God, I give you this day. It's okay for you to interrupt me. I have plans for this day. I have to go to my job. I have to make money. I have to do all these things. But today is the day I'm going to glorify you in all that I'm doing. Amen? So find a need and fill it. Secondly, meet a physical need to open spiritual eyes. So if you have a purpose of finding a need and filling it, the purpose of that is meeting that need to open spiritual eyes. The Bible says they shall know that you uh, uh, are my followers because of your love. It's your love. So meeting someone's physical needs is going to open their spiritual eyes. Amen? The last thing is give glory where glory is due and be thankful. Be thankful for what God has done in your heart and in your life. God is so good and he's so faithful. I'm going to give you a couple just real world examples of how to walk this out and what I'm talking about. Um, first example of, is one of me personally. Uh, a couple months ago, I stopped into a gas station. I was fueling up my, my work truck. I got off the job uh, fairly early. Um, and Heather and I have always kind of, since we've had kids, kind of made it a point to, we want to be home together by, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock to eat dinner together and all that. We just feel like that's very important. So I've always structured my days around trying to be home for dinner. Um, I got off the job fueling my truck up. I went into the station to go pay for my gas. 
and this guy is walking around in the parking lot, and he's got like three cases of beer in his hands, and he's just like walking around, kind of lost. And I, I walked up right to him, and in my spirit, I just felt, and I said, can I help you? And he's like, uh, I locked, or I left my keys inside. And that's what he said. I left my keys inside. So, I, okay, so I'll go in and get them for you, you know. So I'm asking around, does, you know, this gentleman out here left his keys. Are they in here on the counter or anything? Nobody knows. I'm like, well, okay, you know. So I went over to get a drink uh, from the cooler. I came back, and he's, he has come inside, and he's, I could tell he was looking for me. So he comes walking right up to me. He's like, I need your help. I locked my keys in my truck. What should I do? I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm not totally sure. But I said, do you have an extra key somewhere? He said, yeah, at my house. I'm like, well, where do you live? And he's like, it's about 10 minutes away. And uh, so I said, well, I'll take you there. But let me call my wife first. So <laughs> I called Heather and I said, hey, I've got this situation where I feel like God wants me to help this gentleman. Uh, are you okay with it? And she's like, yeah, no problem. So uh, he hops in my truck. We go to his house. And in the meantime, we begin to talk just about things, life. And, he, and this was two days after Valentine's Day. And he said to me, my wife and I got into a big fight on Valentine's Day. Uh, he said, I found out that she's been cheating on me and she wants a divorce. And he was just broken. Um, and I was able to just share with him uh, just hope, just to continue on with his relationship with God. Because I... I asked him, I'm like, do you know Jesus? He said, yeah, I do. I'm a Christian. And so, you know, I'm like, well, that beer isn't for you, is it? You know, like, don't be going home and, you know. And he's like, no, no, no. Actually, uh, he explained that he was buying that for a friend of his that owns a restaurant. And he was going to, to go take that back to him. Um, but I was able to really give him hope. And when we pulled up to the gas station to let him out, he looked at me and he said, I'm never going to forget this day. You have given me hope to continue on. That's the Holy Spirit, you know? Amen? Guess what? I still made it home in time for dinner and movie night. It was awesome. If we just give God our day. The last story I'm going to leave with you is, is an incident that happened with Heather and I and the kids. It was a Saturday, we were driving down Randall Road, we were late for a book signing party, and uh, we came to a stop line at Randall uh, and Route 72. Uh, there's a left turn lane, I, we were here, there's another lane, and then a right turn lane. I was behind three cars, I came to a full stop, and I leaned over to say something to Heather, and BAM! Somebody hit us from behind, I mean, and hit us pretty hard. Uh, and, and it rattled us all, you know, and, and so we kind of gather ourselves. Is everybody okay? Yeah, yeah. So I get out, and uh, it's this young woman, and she's got two kids in the back seat of her car. And, and um, she's like, I'm so sorry, and, you know, um, just disheveled, kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do. And, 
And so, you know, I kind of checked the car. I'm like, ah, I think everything's okay. Let's, you know, exchange some information. And, and so I went back to get a pen and stuff. And Heather said, I think we should really call the police, you know, because this is a, a, a real accident and insurance, all that stuff. So, so I went back to her. I said, let's pull up here. We need to, uh, we need to call the police and all that. So she followed us up there. We, we stopped in the middle of the road, and the police got there, and, you know, we're talking a little bit. And, then the officer wants us to go a little further up and pull into this area that's completely off the road just so everyone's safe. So we do that, and the officer is parked in between both of our cars, and, and uh, you know, it's a while for them to kind of take care of the paperwork and things like that. And, you know, while we're sitting there, I just, man, I feel the Holy Spirit just uh, heavy, laying compassion on me for this woman. And uh, I said, Heather, there's something, you know, something's going on. I feel like we need to help her. And, and Heather said, whatever you feel we need to do. Um, so I said, I think we need to give her some money. So I just pulled out my wallet and, and pulled out some money. And, and uh, uh, we told the kids to stay in the car. And, and we went over to the officer and said, hey, would it be okay if we went and talked to this this lady, you know, um, the officer was a little reluctant, but, you know, said, okay. So we walk over to her and, and we said, hey, we just want you to know that this is a gift from God that, you know, sometimes life is just hard and things just continue to happen, but we just really feel like you should have this. And she at first was like, no, no, I can't take it, but she's weeping, you know, and, uh, so finally she takes the money and she said, I just gave my heart to Christ a month ago and I've been getting back in the word. And she's like, life has been hard, really hard. But thank you. So the officer told us, you know, you guys are free to go. You know, she typed up the ticket, all that stuff, whatever, but she needs to, the other lady needs to stay. So anyway, um, we get a text from this woman the next day, and she said, I just want you to know that when we rear, or when I hit you, um, I'm from Lyle, so way down south. I was up there for whatever reason. Um, she said, my phone battery was dead. I forgot my charger. My car was on E with fuel, and... Um, she didn't know how to get back home and she didn't and she forgot her wallet it was like all these things that uh were just coming against her and she said i just want you to know that all these things were happening but your gift your financial gift i was able to buy a phone charger and i was able to fill my car up with gas and i was able to get home and take care of all the needs of that day I didn't know any of that. I've never seen this woman before, but God knew her and knows her, right? So when things happen to us, we have a choice. We can be bitter or better, right? And we can allow the Holy Spirit to work and move even when we've been offended or rear-ended, you know? <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. 
you know, God can turn all things together for his good for those that love him, right? So I say to you, get in the game, give God your best, listen to the Holy Spirit, let him interrupt your day, and love, love, love like you've never loved before. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. I'm really happy, aren't you, that uh, Jared was able to fill in while Pastor was gone. 